um, at the core of what we noticed was this fragmentation is preventing agents from really becoming very efficient. And so our goal is to take a lot of these workflows and condense them into this mobile application so that they can um, automate and do this stuff on the go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Awesoming's podcast, where we highlight people pursuing their definition of, you guessed it, awesome. So buckle up and get ready for some more success story adventures and failures from Kentucky's tech and entrepreneur community. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Awesoming Podcast. This could also be slash Middletech slash Simba. So I'm sitting down with Evan Knowles. Most of you guys know he is a Lexington startup celebrity. I'm going to keep that going. <laughs> I like so that title. Yeah, yeah. We're, okay, just, just, just disregard yeah, that. I'll take it, though. But having a fun time today. So Evan is a good friend. A lot of people know all of the success that he's had with Fuji with Simba with Avail here in Lexington. We're going to sit down and talk about his startup Simba and some of the backstory because we actually had this recording set a while ago and then things happen and that's called life. But we're here today, we're talking about his company and I think I'm also excited because Evan is one of the companies in the Awesome Fellowship Program for 2021 and uh, we've seen a lot of his success with a, a recent win of the Render Capital Pitch Competition in Louisville, yep. so congrats. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, you're welcome, man. And so for those of you who may, who may not know, who might not have listened to the middle tech episode or senior elsewhere, senior pitch at five across want to, want to give you some opportunity to talk. So that being said, Emba, wow. <laughs> I said, Emba, Evan, let's talk about Simba. So first and foremost, what's a little bit about you that most people might not know from a run-in and then from there, give a little bit of background on what Simba is. Yeah. So I'm from Elizabethtown, Kentucky. I grew up there. I grew up going to Catholic school, so I went to Catholic grade school, and then I went to St. X in Louisville, um, and then I went to UK for a couple of years. Um, so I went from you know very small schools. Uh, St. X was, was was rather big. It was a rather big school. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, then I went to UK. I wanted to get outside my comfort zone uh, and go to a really big school uh, outside of you know Louisville or, or Elizabethtown, where I spent most of my time, and went to Lexington uh, for UK. Went there for a couple of years. I was doing finance and economics. Uh, my freshman year, I started a company with some friends, and that was my first introduction to startups. Fell in love, uh, and then eventually, before my junior year, dropped out to uh, help build Fuji. Um, so really, I guess that's kind of the quick about my background and where I'm from and what I've been doing. Cool. I like it. Evan, I can't wait to talk a bit about Startup Weekend here in a second, because I know where that's where some of the, the fun happened, but... For those who have never heard of Simba, obviously not the Lion King character, what 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 is your company? What's this startup all about? Yeah, so we are building a mobile-first platform for real estate agents. So real estate agents to date have had largely just desktop-based solutions. Uh, and so CRM is traditionally a very desktop-based uh, workflow and a very desktop-based piece of software. However, real estate agents are very mobile, You know, if not the most mobile business person there is. Uh, and so we wanted to challenge ourselves and provide a solution to the industry that was mobile first. So if you talk to a lot of real estate agents and you ask them about their technology, you know, they, they either don't do a good job using technology or they're not happy with what they're currently using. Sure. And both of those can be tracked back to CRMs and software in general do not match their busy on the go lifestyles. And so we believe that by providing a very mobile friendly consumer grade piece of software, they'll use more technology and they'll enjoy using it more. 
Uh, and so that's really the underlying problem we're trying to solve is that uh, real estate agents you know, have not been provided great technology, especially not mobile technology. Uh, and so we're trying to come in here and provide them really a solution to help them manage their business from their pocket uh, so that when they're on that showing or they're in the car or they're at a coffee shop, they can pull out their phone and get access to their entire business uh, and manage it you know, on the go without having to carry you know, their laptop around and open it at all times. You can't sit in a car and have your laptop open. You, know? you shouldn't text and drive either. But at least you can, you know, take a glance at your phone and see, okay, I've got this task up and coming. This person just texted me. I've got this transaction in the works. Uh, you should be able to do that on your mobile phone. A lot of these agents don't have that ability right now. And they do it, of course, when they're at a red light. You know, oh, of course. Condone, you cannot, don't be, we're not going to condone texting and driving. Uh, but if you're at a stoplight, you can pull out and see every aspect of your business in your, from your Sweet. pocket. Yeah. And uh, just to clarify, you are not a licensed real estate agent, correct? I'm not. So my co-founder, Ryan Harris, is. Uh, I come into the equation of you know the whole real estate uh, thing with uh, investments. investments. So okay. when I was at Fuji, I started buying multifamily properties, uh, managed those, had some pain points. That's when I really started to look at the software space in the real estate industry. And then I hooked up with uh, my co-founder, Ryan, who has the the background of he's a realtor, a very successful realtor. He's actually with Kentucky's most successful brokerage. And we started throwing ideas off each other. Um, and eventually we just landed on um, Simba based on the pain points we we're having and some of the underlying trends we saw in the space. So he is. Uh, mm -hmm. and he brings that, that great experience. He's actually, you know, you can say we're building an application for him. That's really cool. I was actually going back through one of our old Flickr albums. Actually, it was the one from Startup Weekend we're going to talk about here in a second. And I didn't realize, but Ryan was was there that weekend. He was. So yeah. I saw that the other day, and I thought, oh my gosh, I was I was an idiot and didn't see all the coolness in the making. You mentioned a second ago that you got into multifamily rental, or yeah, rental home properties. Yep. How the heck did you get into that? So you're working Fuji, you had a full time job. Why did you yeah. want to go down the real estate path? Um, so I was basically in a situation where, at a very young age, um, I was blessed to you know have a great job. Um, I was in a great position financially. Um, and I wanted to do something intelligent with that, with my money. And so every kind of rabbit hole I went down, everything I studied uh, led to real estate in some way, shape, or form. And so I really started um, diving in, got hands-on experience, uh, recruited some friends that I was also very close with that you know also wanted to get into real estate. And so uh, we assembled a, basically a, a fund or a business uh, with the four of us. We all contributed capital, and then we went out and buy, bought multiple properties. Um, and so really that was just a way for us to – uh, get into the real estate uh, industry, put our capital to work, um, and just learn. Uh, and so that's kind of the first place I started. Um, and like I said, we were managing those properties ourselves, dealing with all these tenants and communicating with them and managing their leases and payments and stuff. And it was just a mess. And I wanted to find a way to you know, solve that from my, my phone. And that's eventually what led to Simba. But uh, really, it was just me curious, uh, trying to figure out how to invest my money. And uh, I was very... Uh, curious about real estate because again, every rabbit hole I went down was like, "Hey, you should invest in real estate." The earlier you start, you know, the more compounding you get. Um, and I love the city of Lexington. One of the big drivers of me is like, I want to invest in Lexington. Um, I really love the city. I think it's going to continue to grow. I want to stay here uh, for a very long time. And so it's cool to you know own several buildings around town that I drive by, you know, regularly. It's just you know, it's a cool thing to do. Um, and and how opinion. old are you? I'm 25. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's super cool. So pre any business with, with Ryan and Simba, you talked about having pain points with, uh, almost, I, for some reason, the word task force came to mind, which is so wrong, but like Michael Lewis and some of the other guys that you have properties with, was that when you first started realizing, Hey, the communication with 
multiple families sucks. I want to solve this. Yeah. And so that was the kind of the, 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 the tilling of the ground and then similar launch off from there. So For sure. Yeah. That was it. That's sweet. Yep. So how did Ryan, and you initially connect? Yeah. So Ryan and I actually, our, Ryan and I are actually both from Elizabethtown. Okay. Uh, we knew each other growing up. We weren't friends. We were just in different friends groups. We just, you know, we knew of each other. We both played a lot of basketball. We knew we had mutual friends, but we never like were friends. But when I started investing in real estate, um, I forget who it was that reached out to, you know, either one of us, it was either he reached out to me or I reached out to him, but we just say, Hey, let's get dinner. You know, we're both mutually interested in real estate. Um, and we just talked, you know, starting a company was not even the first thing we talked about. We didn't even talk about that till later. Um, but really it was just mutual interest in real estate. And then maybe after a f- several months of going back and forth, just um, talking about something we're both passionate about, I brought up some pain points, he brought up some pain points. And at the core, both of them had something to do with technology um, or rather communication technology. Uh, and so that's kind of where we were um, solving a problem of Ryan uh, had pain points uh, related to his parents. His parents have a ton of rentals, so he grew up manage, managing properties. I was just getting started managing properties, but I had this perspective of how to bring technology to it. Uh, and so we both just kind of perfectly met at the same time. That's how that worked out, yeah. Super cool. Yeah. So how the heck did you guys end up working on Simba at Startup Weekend here in Lexington a couple years ago? Yeah, I mean... We had been talking about Simba, which at that time it was called Touchbase for probably... I remember that name. Yeah, yeah okay. It's probably uh, two or three months we had been talking about Touchbase. Hadn't really done much yet. No mock-ups, you know, weren't talking to too many potential customers yet. Um, and then, like, I know how startup weekends go. I think that's a very important uh, exercise that founders should go through. And I said, hey, Ryan, uh, let's just go to this and force ourselves to talk about this idea for an entire weekend and get some things on paper. And so we did. We pitched it, um, come up with prototypes and kind of got our ideas uh, aligned and got something on paper. And that's, I think, again, an important exercise I think founders should do is force themselves to flesh out the idea in a very short period of time as much as they can because it forces you to... Um, conceive a business plan, you know, all that stuff. And it makes it a bit more official. And then from there, um, it just kind of kept building. Um, and so, I mean, Startup Weekend was crucial. A lot of what you're talking about is that getting out of the the comfortability stage. And I think that's been one of the coolest things I've admired about you in the last, I guess, year and a half when you've really been building your company and even, you know, leaving a full-time job to go to what you did. You know, you said you did consulting work on the side to pay bills while you were heads down weekends and nights. A lot of a lot of customer discovery as you're you're building this business. So, what have you learned in terms of again competition with what other real estate agents use to you know be their main platform or their main communication tool in the industry? Yeah. Um, so the biggest thing is that real estate agents have extremely fragmented workflows, uh, and we believe a lot of this maps back to the fact that there's no mobile workflows. Uh, and so, if you think about it, like a real estate agent's day. Uh, they start the day, they might go to get some coffee with a client or a prospective lead, then they go do showings throughout the day, then they might go back into their office and take care of some paperwork, um, then they might go home at night, eat dinner with the family, and then they've got clients, you know, calling them, asking questions about certain deals, how does this mortgage work? You know, they're, they're, their entire day is taking care of, you know, leads and clients, and uh, they've got several pieces of software, the majority of which are all desktop-based and have, or if they have mobile apps, they're not very good. And so the one thing we noticed was like they have extremely fragmented workflows from the time that they are communicating with their clients to sending information back and forth with their clients and managing their their transactions. 
And so really um, at the core of what we noticed was this fragmentation is preventing agents from really becoming very efficient. And so our goal is to take a lot of these workflows and condense them into this mobile application so that they can automate and do this stuff on the go. So they don't have to worry about setting time aside in their day to go get on their desktop and manage the CRM, which is what a lot of these agents are doing. And so we would rather take that time that they're you know, setting aside that they don't want to set aside because that takes time away from their clients or their family and just give it to them in their pocket so they can do it all day. The biggest thing that we've noticed is, again, just this fragmentation prevents them from doing more business and doing their current business up to the standards that a lot of their clients are starting to expect. Because um, as a client, you know, you want to communicate you know, with your agent via text and get that information back and forth as quickly as possible. And if that agent is using so many different pieces of software, it's hard for them to manage that, that client effectively. Um, and so we're taking uh, the communication stack, you know, voice, text messages, group messages, voicemail, put it all into an application. They can manage all their clients, their schedule, their transactions, and then eventually even their finances in one app. And so as an agent, you've got this fragmented environment, and then you'll be moving to the Simba environment that is very connected and on your phone. And that's kind of what we've noticed talking to agents that they're really interested in, that they haven't had to date. They have CRMs, but again, uh, they're not very mobile. Man, what, what blows me away is how big this industry is. And even hearing you say, from your perspective, yeah, it's super fragmented. Thinks I think of how many people are probably very successful real realtors and have to keep up with oh, like you know, Kathy only likes voice like phone calls. Tim only wants an email, and they have to just know their customers, you know, the people in the in the properties where you guys are leaving that that pain point. So I can't wait for it to explode because I know it is. Yeah, I mean, it's a really big industry, and I think part of the reason that uh, you know technology solutions have lacked uh, really to date is the, the industry is naturally fragmented. Um, there's very technical reasons on why it's fragmented, but so I don't want to get into that. But another reason it's fragmented is the average age of an age in the United States is like 55 years old. And if you think about when the iPhone came out. Like 2008, I think. 2008, 2007, somewhere yeah. in that range. You know, a lot of these agents are not mobile native people. You and I are mobile native and anybody younger than us is Gosh, no question yeah. mobile native. And so, you know, the reason that a lot of this is fragmentation is going on is because, you know, some of these agents are just not used to what it feels like to get so much done on the go. You know, they, they don't use Robinhood. You know, a lot of them didn't grow up in the Facebook age when, you know, Facebook was a mobile first application. People don't realize that. Um, and so like mobile first was just not a thing for most of the real estate agents um, in their career. Uh, and so it, it takes somebody to kind of, do a major switch to kind of make them realize that it's a possibility. And so the average age of an agent, again, is a big key part of why I think the technology in the space is uh, not the best. Yeah. Well, speaking of, so I guarantee you or someone on the Simba team probably has somebody in a rental home who is older than you, if I can imagine. What has a conversation with them been like to transition any form of communication to, hey, here's actually an app that we built specific for this reason. Would you mind using it? And then have you had any success stories where someone used it and they, they think, why have I never had this prior? Yeah, I mean, Ryan um, has gotten this into several of his um, agents and his brokerage's um, hands. We've got over 200 downloads at this point. We're trying to have as many conversations with these agents as we can. Um, and, and the one thing that was very uh, stood out very um, obviously to us was when they got it in their hand, um, they did think of it as a brand new kind of platform uh, because they didn't have to set it up on their laptop. 
And so it was kind of a paradigm shift for them to download an application that is a business application and not need to go even create a profile or open it on their desktop. And so some of the suggestions and some of the feedback we got was truly mobile native feedback. And so somebody said to us when they opened up part of our application, which shows them, you know, all their transactions and their, uh, their, their closed volume and their commission, they looked at that page and said, man, this feels a lot like Robinhood. Can you do X, Y, and Z? Because I'd also like to view this other information here. And the information they were telling us were things like, I want to uh, view my projected commission. I want to see what my earned commission has been. Um, and so what they're describing to us is like more of personal finance features, which is now mobile native. Like you don't use personal finance features on your desktop. Like yeah, anytime cool you look at your bank account or you look at anything related to your finances, you do it mobile just because it feels right. Because it's like, I always want to know where my finances yeah, it's are. It's quick. It's on the go. Pulled yeah. out of your pocket. And so what they've been doing is they've been describing to us just very native, uh, mobile native feature sets, which is a very good sign for us that, you know, they are viewing this as something different than what they're traditionally used to in their desktop-based lives. Um, and that's probably been the best uh, bit of feedback we've gotten that gives us uh, kind of that that point that we're making uh, is is resonating. Man, <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, even even to have it be compared to a, an app like Robinhood is such a milestone of the the app that you guys put together as a team. So yeah, kudos to you guys for for just smashing on the ballpark. Yeah, right I mean, there. shout out to um, Tanner Wilcox, my co-founder on that one. Um, you know, he's just a world-class, you know, product designer. Uh, he's done PayPal's business portal. He just did, um, a, he's doing AT&T's mobile rebrand. He did WebEx's rebrand. He's in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, and so he's designed the application. He's just, he knows what he's doing. I'll say that. Shout out Tanner. Yeah. So last couple thoughts as we're uh, wrapping this conversation up. Again, you guys are part of the Awesome Fellowship. What's one thing that you guys have learned as a company and you feel like that has been a testament to being in the program or something that you guys are maybe even conquering as we speak and you know, you're excited for whatever you finish and then how the next couple months or even a couple years will look differently for you guys. Yeah. I mean, the fellowship program has been great because, you know, as an entrepreneur, um, you know, it can be a pretty lonely road sometimes. You know, sometimes you feel isolated because, you know, you deal with some pretty uh, hefty stress. You deal with some, some big problems that you have to solve. Uh, you know, raising money is scary. And so to be surrounded by other people, on that same journey as you is one of the more important things I think founders can do, um, especially, you know, coming out of COVID, you know, COVID was a very you know lonely time for a lot of people and especially, you know, entrepreneurs um, to go from, you know, building a business, maybe next to your co-founders uh, or be seeing your co-founders, be seeing your customers, and then to all of a sudden not be around your customers, not be around your co-founders, um, especially when you're first starting, leads to a lot of doubt and stress because you don't have that human interaction. And so doing the uh, fellowship and just being around, you know, four other great entrepreneurs on the same journey as you uh, is very important. I think every founder should explore things like the fellowship. Um, and then through the fellowship, you know, we got guidance on, you know, raising money. We got introductions to raise money. Um, we're in the middle of a pre-seed fundraising round. Um, and you know, we're about halfway through it and, um, have really good momentum. And I don't think that would be possible without being in the community uh, of awesome Inc. and just knowing as many people that, um, I've met through the ecosystem, both here in Lexington and Louisville. Um, I'd just say the community is the best thing that's come out of it. Um, at least for me. Change your association and you're going to change where you're headed. So super cool to hear you say that. And one of my favorite things about the work you guys have done is you've, You've got some really, really funny stories. Would you mind talking to uh, anybody who's listening about your as short and sweet podcast about uh, yeah. being a real estate agent? 
For sure. So we got a podcast. So part of our marketing kind of strategy is uh, we've got a podcast called Agent Anonymous. Um, I'm a big believer in podcasts, obviously with Middle Tech and uh, various other projects I've got going on. You know, podcasting, I think, is a very underrated marketing channel. Um, for We started the podcast for several reasons. One, really content marketing. Two, it matches agents' lifestyles. Again, they're in the car a lot. They're mobile. You can listen to a podcast, you know, when you're mobile or wherever you are. But more so, we wanted a way to speak to realtors outside of the context of us trying to sell to them and not try to educate them. There's enough educational content out there. There's enough people trying to sell to these agents. We wanted a way to disarm these people and just have a conversation for fun. And so the, what we came up with was uh, Ryan had the idea of let's interview these these real estate agents, have them tell their craziest stories with their clients or with anybody that's related to their business. Traditionally, this is illegal. Uh, a real estate agent is not allowed to speak about transactions they have with their clients. They're not allowed to speak about anything related to their clients out of confidentiality. And they sign that document when they first work with the client. But what we're doing that makes this uh, possible is we're blurring their voices. We're not using their names. And if they want to use a name, they use a fake name. And so they're telling true stories uh, that they would love to tell the public that they're not allowed to, but we're making it legal by making it anonymous. And so you've got people coming on our podcast telling these just unbelievably uh, crazy, scary, inappropriate, um, you know, all kinds of things, you name it. I mean, these real estate agents, I mean, I was talking to, to Liz Brown about this the other day. You know, as a real estate agent, you're dealing with somebody who's making the biggest purchase of their entire life, and you're dealing with somebody that is selling the most personal thing they own, which is their home. You know, they're raising kids. They're, you know, they're doing all kinds of things in these homes. That's the most personal thing they own. So when you deal with people and the most personal thing in their life, there's going to be some crazy stories. And so those crazy stories are making it onto this podcast. Um, and it's really just a form of entertainment. You don't have to be a realtor to find them entertaining. I can speak um, for that. And it's called uh, Agent Anonymous. And again, it's just us having fun interviewing agents and letting them have some fun and tell the craziest stories that they wish they could. And now they can. So that's kind of the whole goal of it. That's sweet. I uh, I can tell you the first time I listened to one, I laughed hysterically way after until it was finished. And then I went back and re-listened to all of them in one sitting because they're all like, you know, five to seven minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're just some funny and super odd stuff that you guys have caught. So Evan, thanks again for, uh, for the time, letting people know what's going on in your world with Simba, some of the milestones you guys have hit. So again, congratulations on recently winning the render pitch competition in Louisville and uh, where you guys are headed as a company. Last but not least, probably the most important thing, how can people support your business? And secondly, how can they follow up with you? Yeah. So um, first off, I guess my, my the information where you can find me is you can find me on LinkedIn, Evan Knowles. My email is evan at getsimba, G-E-T-S-Y-M-B-A.com. Our website is getsimba.com. Uh, that's where you'll find us. If you want to support us, uh, if you know any realtors, uh, that could be interested in what we're building. Everybody knows realtor, uh, somebody's cousin, somebody's aunt, uncle, whatever it might be. Uh, I'm sure everybody knows a realtor. Uh, just let them know we exist and tell them to download. It's free in the app in the app store right now. Uh, you can go search Simba in the app store and it'll come up. Uh, so that's probably the best way to to support us is just to share us uh, and to uh, to a realtor or somebody in the real estate industry that might know some uh, either some other realtors that are interested or maybe some angel investors. Because uh, we're raising money right now, too. So just spread the word. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Awesomings Podcast. And another quick thank you to Lee Rosevere and a few members from our community 
who provide the music that you hear in this show. Lastly, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz, or even better, come on down to our space. Come be a part of our community and get plugged in and let's start something awesome together. You guys rock. We'll see you next time.